second hour of love babs love talk on babs rolls ivy as promised hey anru hello hello <laughs> nice to see you again so good to see you as per usual how are you this fine thursday thursday i am doing well yeah Have good morning it's good did yeah. you enjoy ross gay the other night at possible futures glorious he's so witty and so so very black (laughs) yeah yeah and just like a real um beautiful heart yeah it's really wonderful yeah all right you know we got to open with some prayer because i've hadn't heard in in a in a minute from you i've heard it a lot in senegal but i have not heard your voice um Wonderful. So as per usual, we will start with this ancestor chant, thanking them for what they've left for us, these blessings, and letting them know that we're using these blessings today. Ba 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 tofu washe u. Ba 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 tofu washe. Ashe te fuan lan luhiu. Ba 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 tofu washe. Ba ye ye tofu washe u. Ba ye ye tofu washe. Ba ye ye tofu washe u. Ba ye ye tofu washe ashe te fuan lan luhiu. Ba ye ye tofu washe. Ba ye gungun tofu washe u. Ba ye gungun tofu washe. Ba ye gungun tofu washe u. Ba ye gungun. Tofu washe ashe te fuan lan luiu. Ibai gungun tofu washe. Ibai gungun tofu washe. Ibai gungun tofu washe. Ashe. Ashe, amen. Ashe, ashe, amen, ashe. How are you feeling these days? So much um, unrest going on, so much discourse. But I mean, you know, in between the discourse, there's celebratory things and living goes on. But yeah, um, but there's still a little, there's still a great deal of pushback on humans being human. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I, so there's like, all the specifics and the particulars of um, 
suffering, dehumanization, uh, clearly the climate crisis is at you know unprecedented levels. Um, and what I would say to that actually is um, something that I think is true and has been true for us as peoples for a long time is finding those things even in the midst of such pain and suffering that connects us to um, really the wonder and beauty of life, the things that actually humanize us. Um, not to um, avoid pain and suffering, um, but to actually, uh, it'll enable, it enables us to be with it in a different way without falling into despair or hopelessness. Um, and then we can, I find, um, at least for me, I'm able to like be present and uh, more skillful in how I want to deal with that suffering and that pain versus um, falling into you know, reactivity, anger, frustration, right? Pain, sorrow, all the things. And like that kind of blinding me or, or dictating how I want to interact with other people or issues. Mm. So, um, and that can be harder, right? Because there's, I mean, I grew up, um, my parents were both activists and organizers and revolutionaries and, um, you know, growing up with also this sense of, right, kind of charging into the fray. Um, as the kind of primary um, response. Uh, galvanizing, right? The the kind of anger and frustration, like funneling that, or or maybe not even funneling, but just like unloading that towards whatever is the target, um, and that can also be so. That's a, a very human response, and I find that um, it can really lead to more suffering. Um, mm lead to more pain not just in terms of like an action or a tactic but like community like people right and and um you know it's not an easy thing and there's a lot of um you know we're in a society that cultivates vengeance as a response as a primary response right as, there's so many examples. Um, I mean, the one that jumps to mind is, you know, after 9-11, right, this two, actually, there were two responses. One was like vengeance, right? You're either on our side, or you're against us, and we're coming after you. And we're gonna, we'll, you know, pick a target, not necessarily the right target, but we'll pick a target, right? Number one, and number two was go shopping. Right? Mm -hmm. Those are like the two cultural responses to, to that. Uh, tragedy and, and horror and, and the great amount of pain and suffering that was involved in that. And so we are raised in a culture where that's the response to pain, right? Or direct pain, indirect pain, perceived pain. Um, those are like the cultivated easy channels. And so it's very challenging and takes a different kind of work to cultivate a different response. Um, but what I wanted is it's, it's funny. I can feel a, like a slide into a thing in, in like the conversation. And I also really want to orient towards like, okay, so what is this 
what are these practices that connect us um connect us even as like you know with ross gay like the beauty freedom hopefulness playfulness um joy that is also here that we also get to um, foster nurture and be nurtured by um and so I wanted to talk a little bit about the frame of how, at least in this Yoruba practice, we kind of work with that. If that's okay, Ms. Babs. I love it. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've been, I've, I've been in this practice for a long time. I came into it um, in the early 90s and then went to Nigeria and was initiated um, as a devotee of Ifa in 2000. And then I've been having my own practice and then, you know, I've been a priest for a long time. And so working with others and supporting others. And I've, I have like a, a simple frame to, of, of what a, this spiritual practice is. So it's three things, give something, say something and listen. So the give something connects to this um, um, belief, framework, perspective that, and well, reality is that like, so life is change all the time, right? That's the nature of reality, right? We are changing, we are <laughs> kind of uh, being born and dying all the time, so literally our cells of our body, right? Um, so we're literally not the same person as we were even when we woke up this morning, literally, you know, on a cellular level. Um, so for our lives, but for our lives to be have some stability and to be relevant, we need to kind of make choices. And, you know, we can call that like we're making sacrifices, um, like we're going to do this thing and not that thing, right? If I want to be, um, if I want to develop skills, I have to put time and energy into those skills and not into other things. If I want to be in a relationship with this particular person, I need to feed that and nourish that and do things with that person differently than with somebody else. Um, and we also do that in our relationships with our ancestors and with the divine, with the, in this system, the Urisha. Um, and so we nurture those relationships by giving to them, right? You may not speak literally the same language as somebody else, but if somebody like invites you in and feeds you, there's things happening, right? There's a, a nourishment in that relationship or is kind to you, right? There's things that are done that uh, inform us that like, oh, this is good for me. I can give into this, right? I'll, I'll nurture in, uh, this relationship. And so we do that with our ancestors. We make time to sit with them. We create an honoring space for them. People call them a shrine or an altar, whatever you want to call it, or just a mantle, right? I mean, in so many, so many ways, um, you know, as black people in this country, differently than the Caribbean, because um, our Africanness culturally was maintained differently in these different places in the diaspora. And so here, right, there's a lot of things that we maintain or understand, even as we don't necessarily trace them back to um, either Yoruba or other indigenous African practices. 
And so like having a place to literally go to, to honor our ancestors is, is, is regular. I mean, that's a regular um, uh, indigenous African thing. People do that in different, different ways in different places. Cause as you know, right, Africa is not a thing. It's what we call a continent with lots of countries and even more peoples, right? More ethnic groups in it. Um, and so we give something and that might be our time, um, our attention, creating a space for them, but also we give them. So something literally like, so when we make food, we take a little portion of that and we set that aside on this honoring place. You see, you know, we have a, an understanding of what libations are, right? Those are offerings, right? We're offering whatever we're pouring to our ancestors or to the earth or to that place. That's a, a nourishing, right? We're giving up something to give them something to welcome them in relationship. So that's the giving, right? Which is, is just an action. Saying something, that's our expression prayers, talking, you know, we don't have to approach our ancestors like they're the enlightened holy beings, all good, right? There are people, so we can talk to them about our lives, about our struggles, uh, even about being angry with them or frustrated or scared or confused or curious, um, might feel lost, um, but we express ourselves to them because we understand in this tradition and so many that fundamentally they love and support us and want us to be well just in a simple way not like you have to do it this way to in an overall in a simple way that the the viewpoint is that our ancestors just want us to have a good life it's we're here now we're the ones alive they had their time so they're like yes Life is this good here, right? That chant, there's ashe, there's these things to be passed down and to use, to activate. And so prayer, song, movement, writing, like expression of who we are, what we're seeking, um, gratitude, that's the say something. And then listen, how are you gonna go somewhere, right? To, honor someone or get some advice or be with someone and not listen right to what they have to say and so that can again look like different things um, and that means different things for different people sometimes that's a feeling one gets in one body <clears throat> some people literally may write these thoughts or things emerge or voices emerge or they see things but it's a receiving it's a time to be receptive because um, we also you know fundamentally understand that you know, our ancestors, so our bodies, our sense organs come from our ancestors. It's look, DNA, DNA combines, here we are, creation of a body, sense organs, right? So how I see things is related to how my ancestors saw things, how I smell, how I taste, how I touch, how I hear. And then we have all the unknown kind of unregistered senses that we might also have, right? So these things come from our ancestors and our people. So let us also be open to receiving from them something. And we can do that and listen to our bodies, listen to like ourselves as an instrument, have some 
quiet time or contemplative time or, or however it's easy for you to be in a state of being receptive. <clears throat> and that's the practice. Five minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes, an hour, like do that. Sometimes the listening is important you do first. Oh, where am I? How am I? What's happening for me now? And then I'll maybe then I'll give something or then I'll say something after I have tuned into where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to, I just have some things I have to say. And then here's this offering and then I'll listen. Like the order is less important, but those, I find that those are the kind of main elements to engage in this relationship with our ancestors. And with the Orisha, we do the same thing. You go to the ocean, you do the same thing. That's a being, that's Olokun. That's the name of the Orisha mm -hmm. from the Yoruba perspective, Olokun. You can bring something, you can say something and you can listen. And the, what the ocean has to say is different from what your ancestors have to say. What a river has to say to the same problem is going to be different. What the mountain has to say is going to be different. And that's how we tune into all of these forces. That's how we honor those relationships and grow those relationships so that we can be here as people in relationship to all these non-people <laughs> because we're all interconnected. So does this practice require an everyday commitment several times a day? Because, you know, Muslims pray, pray like five times a day. And there, yeah, there's some, not a... Some Christians go to mass in the middle of the day or some people... I mean, you know what I mean? Like what? <clears throat> so different lineages approach that differently. There's a traditional calendar, which is actually mm. a four-day week among the Yoruba. And each day has a different kind of divinity connected to it. So one could, you know, oh, I'm making offerings to this divinity and print to this one this day or these several ones on this day and this, this. Day. So, you know, how much time do you have, right? <laughs> you could be in prayer all day, right? And, you know, there's other things. I am in prayer do. all day. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like explicit, right? There's like, oh, I'm engaging in this. Um, as a, as a, as a practice. Um, and then, so there are things on different cycles, but there's, it's less, um, you know, some people they'll, oh, in the morning and there's some morning prayers they'll do maybe at the end of the day. So it's more fluid and flexible, but if somebody wanted to dig in and have a really tight, uh, a container for their spiritual practice, one can do that also. Mm. Um, I mean, I find doing something daily, like anything, the more you do anything, the more skilled at that you will be, whether yes. it's whether it's positive or negative. <laughs> That's how we work. I, right. <laughs> I numb out every day. I get very good at that. <laughs> I exercise every day. I get very good at that. I get some good sleep, but I get very good at that. I do spiritual practice, I'm very good at that. And so they touch different things. Um, so, I mean, I'm the type of person whose spiritual practice is, um, I mean, I need that for my well-being. 
You know, it's a it's a fundamental thing that it's not extra. It's not like, oh, I'll do this and I'll just feel relaxed. It just helps me. It's like my my like fundamental well-being and connection to meaning and purpose in life is directly connected to my spiritual practice. Mm. But that's me. Right. Everyone has like their specialty or the thing that orients them. So find that it doesn't have to. Oh, you have to do this to be this kind of devotee. But if you want a relationship, just like with other human beings, if you never talk to somebody. <laughs> right. How's that going to develop? Right. That's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> So you don't go to your ancestors. They're there. They mean they're they're waiting for you. They're around all the time. But if you don't go to them, how will you cultivate an intimate, direct relationship? Not the idea of a relationship. Not like yes, I honor where I come from, but like oh, my relationship to them has something for me in the present to help me live in this actual life. Which goes to this other fact of like, oh, all this, you know, so many things are just awful that are happening, right? And there's not going to be a shortage of that happening in the future either. Um, and so engaging in practices that give us, that connect us to um, life not only through those channels of suffering is really important. Mm. Like my, I, you know, we have to find, I've had to find, you know, the sense of me as a human being, not through the lens of like US culture, because that's not a lens that humanizes me. Right. And so that's um, important that we find those things. Um, but when you so when you made the decision to become a priest in this faith, I mean that's that's you know that's just not like me like studying Yoruba and just like okay I'm gonna pick up some of these practices. Yes. I mean that's a whole next level kind of commitment. I yeah I don't know if, if commitment is the right word, but oh, yeah. I would say commitment. But so so what I love the way I love to talk about it is like that's just like my specialty. I love like, and I come from people who is was really important to be in a um, both a particular kind of experience with the divine, mm -hmm. whether that was in the AME church or Methodist church, or people who are Muslim or um, Buddhists or right. You keep going back or Yoruba or Risha practitioners or other Earth-based practitioners. Um, in in all so many parts of my family, um, just like there were those who were stonemasons, wood carvers, woodworkers, and so that's so we talk about that ashe. So the ashe that they have left for me, I have a particular sensitivity and kind of um, visual problem solving, puzzling that I can helps me to like build things, right? Also, a uh, particular sensitivity and desire to be in a certain kind of relationship with the divine, and then also to help people do that as well. Some people 
oh, they want to be a car mechanic. And they go deep into that and they get a garage. Now, it's fine for everyone. I think, oh, these, let me learn how to like do some things on my car, right? It's not like I can't do anything. But then there's a, a then there's a level like mm, I can't do this anymore. I need someone with like can lift the engine out of the car or or understands a particular sound. And so there's people who've done a deeper dive into that. Mm -hmm. right? We and so we do that, and we those are our, like specialties. So yes, like being a ifa priest, being a babalawo, being an awo, being a priest. Um, period. And whatever tradition is about a commitment, whether there's infrastructure around it or not, right? So there's, if I wanted to go into priesthood in Christianity or Islam or Judaism um, or even Buddhism, there are um, infrastructures that I could go to and rely on. Oh, I'll go to seminary, I'll go to divinity school. There was a point when I was looking at um, divinity schools <clears throat> In this time, when I was looking at grad schools before I became a social worker. And I was like, oh, that'd be great. And I was like, oh, they're, hmm, they're all really centered around Christianity. Hmm. Oh, maybe there's some Judaism in some, right? But like, there's not like indigenous seminary, right? Indigenous divinity school. I was like, what? <laughs> oh. I, I love that. <laughs> but. In terms of, so in terms of like social structure, <clears throat> there are, but that means you go find elders, you go find teachers, you sit with people, you it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a more traditional way of learning. Also because there's, but there's also because there's not the same kind of infrastructure. Some of that is changing bit by bit, but these are the reality, but that doesn't matter. Because it's still this for me this like, oh, there's something in this. And it's something where I just get to, you know, it's not about somebody going through me, but let me help you understand that you have this relationship. You have a relationship with your people, with your ancestors. I can help you with the practice and the skills and the learning, but ultimately that's your relationship with your people. It doesn't go through me. It's your relationship with the divine. It doesn't go through me. Again, I can help shape, here's some chance or here's some frameworks to understand here are ways to have a practice but the practice is for you to have your relationship with them and you know i just keep learning and trying to help out in the ways that i can mm -hmm. but that's fundamentally not different from any other kind of specialist right you gotta go to the dentist oh can't do well i think i i'll look at some youtube videos on like how to do some dental work like that so, I, 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 as soon as you said that i <laughs> i know darn well there are people who are <laughs> who are doing that i know <laughs> doing that. right and when you learn that you're like oh i'm not gonna go to them <laughs> hopefully right hopefully i mean you know and and again there's all kinds of flexibility in terms of like what's access and who's what and you know who learns how people learn right there's not like kind of one way but just to get the point of, yes, it's a commitment, but so many things are. Mm. And I say it that way because many times people are like, oh, you are something, and want to kind of elevate certain people above other people. And um, I mean, I need it. 
not everybody needs it like I need it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so when, when do you practice as you live and breathe? All the time. (laughs) So, so in real, in, you know, so there, there are ways of like feeling that connection. Um, to me, part of the goal is kind of you know, feeling this connection, this relationship and the beauty of it and the nourishment of it outside of like, oh, here's my prayer time. Like, okay. To me, that's the point. Okay. Like, let me really. And so that's this like feeling joy, um, feeling wonder, looking at the world with through that lens of like life. Life is a wonder. Life is a precious, precious thing. We are not here long. We are things, not. Things are coming and going all the time. Our bodies are changing. The world is changing. Our family is changing. Like all, all the things. You know, it turns out, you know, these, <laughs> turns out when you listen to the elders, there's a lot, they, that's just true, right? <laughs> In terms of like living a life. Like, oh, you know, people passing away, you're going through these different cycles, body starts to change. Like, oh yeah, you're not eight, you're not, you know, 16 to 20 forever and that's not the point but how we learn to live with the reality of everything changing all the time um, is important so to also directly answer your question like i try to do some um prayer and so look it could look like a lot of different things so some version of the like you know giving give something say something listen usually in the mornings and then at the end of the day. Um, sometimes if I'm really loving it, it might even be three times a day. Sometimes it's about at home I might do a thing, but then if I'm out and I go for you know, a walk or something in nature, that's also a prayerful time for me. And yeah. So I'll go explore and then just sit somewhere and really feel into and listen to what's around me. Um, what, is the, what is life saying? And that can be harder for me, like downtown. I mean, it's still saying oh. something, <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, there's so much, there's a, for, just for me, like kind of being, being in nature as a place that's much easier to be. Um, and this is actually changing some now. Um, so it used to be being in nature was like the place to like be really open and um, letting go of a lot of the notions of, who I am, who I think I am, who I think other people think I am, all the things. Um, but that's shifting as, as my, you know, since I closed the therapy part of my practice, you know, I've been doing more spiritual work for other people, but I've also been really deepening my own spiritual practice. Um, and that's really had a really significant benefit in my well, life. I know some of your fans, Bahad and... Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Irizari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm fans of theirs too, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it, the connection to life and this piece around joy and um, peace and wonder and openness, even as there is massive suffering happening, um, that's really also close to home, right? It's, things that are touching my family and you know it's like regular life stuff around like health and well-being and those go through its its cycles and thankfully there's um, better health now with with a lot of folks but you know there's 
things happen in the world, you know, in Israel and Gaza, there's this climate crisis, there's things happening um, big and small among, you know, my extended family or Yoruba people. There's things happening different spots in the States, right? There's like, we got like this overarching election stuff happening and like how hopeful or not is that? And, you know, what is the rise of um, real hatred and violence and um, dehumanizing that's happening in so many places and, and a reduction of people's capacity to value uh, life and to value human beings, which, you know, as someone who also, you know, holds like justice frameworks, to, to me, that also really stems out of um, the kind of abolition movement of valuing human lives and mm -hmm. then creating systems and structures to do that and getting rid of systems and structures that are not valuing human lives. So it's not just let's get rid of, oh, get rid of prisons, get rid of certain kind of punishments and, and attitudes and structures, but it's actually creating and fostering our capacity to value human lives and then create um, structures and systems and practices and policies that do that. And that will be just better for everybody. But that's clearly not the system that we're in. Clearly. So, yeah. Clearly. Oh. That's my spiel. I love it. It's a good <laughs> spiel. It is. It's a good spiel. I I appreciate it. And uh um I don't know, something about you and the way that you have you walk with your face, I find quite engaging and mm. speaks to me on some mm. level. Um you know, that I always feel like, you know, after I leave these conversations, I take in more of the practice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. take in more of the practice. <laughs> yeah. And that's that to me, that's like, I mean, that's beautiful. And, and thank you. And, and I'm happy for you um, and really for other folks to like find. This is not a secret. You know, this is not. Kind of finding our way to like these practices. Um, um, I don't have the date offhand, um, but if people are interested, they can send me an email at onru, E-N-R-O-U-E, at healingandliberation.com. I'm going to be on a interfaith panel next week, um, sponsored by the Community Healing Network. So this mm -hmm. interfaith panel on ancestors. And what's striking to me, and we touch upon this some, is that um, for as, as African heritage people, we come from thousands of years of honoring our ancestors in practice as a part of our like culture and religion, like that's embedded in it together. And now there are very few explicit practices to connect with our ancestors um, within Christianity, within Islam within Judaism um, that aren't that aren't, don't do like kind of a global a big picture ancestors like a culture ancestor but I'm talking about like your blood and bones greats great greats you know aunties and uncles those folks and in some of the prep prep for this panel um, it's strike it is striking to me the absence and the longing for that and, and really what I want to say and what I'm, sh what I'm sure you also saw when you were in, in West Africa is that like 
So these, there are actual practices that we can do today to do that. We can actually kind of find our way to use these tools and these technologies now, not to have, I have to go back to some long lost version of myself, but to incorporate those things now. And, and I think one thing I want to say to people is that you can find that can find your way into those practices um, and and let the reality of what that means inform your your the the totality of your religious and spiritual growth and experience um, in this time and so it's really this like offering and you know hope that people really um, give themselves permission for practices that they know they already feel are there right people feel a connection to their ancestors and to let people know there are technologies and practices to engage in that and to find your way in that and to just talk to them and to listen and to honor them. Because they're your people, regardless of your, your actual faith, they're like legit, <laughs> unquestionably your people who want you to be well and who love you. Thank you so much for being such a great guest today. and. Um, Thanks, I will Pat. see you soon. <laughs> I will see you very soon. Listen, Anru is a regular. He's one of the few <laughs> people that is a bona fide regular to this stage. Such a blessing. And because uh, mm. I need it and I appreciate you mm. um, uh, being here and teaching and allowing us to uh, mm. take it all in. I appreciate it. So mm. thank you. Babe. All right. It was a joy. And thank Until you. Until the next time, send me some dates, brother. <laughs> we'll do the thing say hi to everybody at your house and right. uh, I will see you soon on route thank right. you so much yes love and blessings to you and everyone all right all right Take care. thank you all right Doreen I know you're back there play us out play us some music Nora Harry somebody I'm on my way out I'll see y'all tomorrow I have a guest tomorrow Leap Leap is gonna be here tomorrow we're gonna be talking about Leap Year <laughs> so I'll see y'all